make sure I turn myself on there. There we go. Thank you, Miss Lexi. I remember hearing that song like during my childhood, so kind of hearing that brought back some good memories. Um, I do want to thank you all for, thank Pastor for letting me come up here and preach. He didn't have to do that, so thank you for doing something that you didn't have to do. Um, and I want to thank you all for coming here to night services, even when he knew I was going to be preaching. So there you go. Um, I do want to thank this church. This, I've been to this church for like seven years. We came here eight, eight years. We moved from West Virginia, came back down, and had some people from the church come over help us move, and we just kind of started coming here after that. And there's been, a, I met a lot of people at this church, and um, just, you know, it's been, it's been an amazing eight years. Amen? Amen. All right, well, let's turn our Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter number six. Chapter number six and verse number six, and then another passage of scripture will be Ephesians four. So, two passages of scripture: Romans chapter six and Ephesians four. And whenever you find a place, if you would please stand with me for the reading of God's word. Romans six chapter six reads, "Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin." For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now we'll turn over to Ephesians chapter number 4 and verse number 22 through 24. That reads, That ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Tonight I thought I'd keep it simple and just preach on a very easy topic to understand sin and I kind of titled this uh, sermon why be the old you when you're already new so let's pray and then we'll get into it dear Lord God I want to pray that you'd um, be with me right now um, as I stand in your pulpit and preach I pray be with my nerves I pray be with my emotions they're high um, I pray that you give me the peace that passes all understanding I pray that you would use me as an instrument I pray that you would work in tonight's service, and I pray that you'd be with me and Lex as we travel to college, you keep us safe, and that we continue to strive and walk with you. And sure, I pray, amen. You all may be seated. Well, um, back in June, uh, a week, it was a week before camp, it was the Friday before camp. So back in June, I guess that'd be the 17th or 16th, I don't know when exactly, but um, Zayden came over and he stayed the night with us. He was going to stay Friday night and Saturday night, and we left really early that morning, Sunday morning, right? Well, I, Friday night, I get home from working at Subway. I'm smelling like bread. I get home, and my dad's like, hey, Keegan, your AC compressor's in. We need to fix that. And I'm like, oh, great, nice. So we're outside. It's like 80-something degrees outside. Pretty cool. It was a cool day. Cool now because it's like 100 degrees every day. But we're out there. We're working on my car, and we got it up on the jacks, and I hear a car coming down the driveway, which is not unusual because we have other people living on the property. So I thought it was like, you know, Alex or something. But then the car comes down to our driveway and it's this big black SUV. I'm like, who is this? And uh, this bald dude with this really big beard steps out of the car. <laughs> and it, it was my old youth pastor, Pastor Labou. He was a youth pastor up there in uh, Grace Baptist Church in uh, West Virginia. And he, he came down to buy a car. And he lives in Colorado, and he came down to Texas to buy a car because they're cheaper. 
yeah, he's smart, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't fly down here for just that. So he's staying the night, and we're all kind of in there. We're talking, and we're you know, catching up. And we tell him, yeah, um, on, or tomorrow we're packing up to go to Silver State. He says, oh, y'all going to Silver State for winter camp or for youth camp? I said, yeah. He says, I live right up there. He said, why don't y'all just come up with me tomorrow? And we're like, what? Yes, please. I don't want to be stuck on a 15-passenger van with Lucas and Aiden. No. <laughs> for, oh, what was it, 16 hours. So we said, yes, please. And we packed our bags. And the 7 o'clock that morning, we got in his big SUV, and we drove, started driving up there. And uh, it ultimately, it was, it was an amazing experience. Uh, Zane got to be exposed to Pastor Labu, and that was really good for him. He got to experience life. He's a cool guy. Zane's also a cool guy, sorry. But as we're driving up there, we're in Colorado, and we're kind of in this like traffic jam. Kyson's in the back asleep. And so me, Zayden, and Pastor Lou, we were just kind of talking. And uh, he, he asked me and Zayden, he says, y'all want to take a little test? I'm like, oh, tests. It's in the middle of summer. I don't like tests. But hey, you know what? Let's, let's go ahead and do it. So tonight, we're going to take a little test of our own. I'm going to give you all the same test that Pastor Labu gave me and Zayden. So this, this is the dangerous part. I want all of you to bow your heads and close your eyes. We're not praying. It's an illustration. The whole reason I'm asking this is because that way you can answer without feeling judgment. We're going to ask, by a show of hands, how many of you think you could go 10 minutes without sinning? With the, the help of the Holy Spirit, yes, 10 minutes. That's 600 seconds. No, that's, my math isn't right, but it's somewhere around there. 10 minutes, all right. How about 20 minutes? How many of y'all, raise your hands, 20 minutes. You can go 20 minutes without sinning. It's bumped up to 30 minutes, half an hour. Half an hour without sinning. Okay, let's go for a full hour. A full hour without sinning. That's 60 minutes. Two hours? Maybe three hours? Let's just go to six hours. That's like almost half of, oh, it's a quarter of a day. The quarter of the day without sinning. All right. 12 hours, that's half of a day. How I many think you can go 12 hours without sinning? Well, let's keep going. How about uh, 24 hours? 24 hours without sinning? 48? A week? Two weeks? A month? You can all look up at me. Most hands went down after a day. Now, follow me here. How many of you are saved today? Amen. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you're saved. That means the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, right? And the Holy Spirit gives us the power and the conviction to resist sin and temptation, correct? And we see that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 22. Let me flip over there real quick. In whom ye also are builded together for inhabitation of God through the Spirit. So that means God lives in us through the Spirit, correct? Amen. And also in uh, Ephesians 3.16, it says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So we have the strength to resist sin, right? We don't have to heed to, or we don't have to give in to temptation. We have the ability to not sin, correct? Amen. So then why do we sin? Why do we sin even though we have the ability not to? Why do we uh, continue to fall into those, those besetting sins, which I am just as guilty of. <laughs> well, Matthew chapter 15, 
it says that our hearts are not set on God. Let me go to the actual verse real quick. Read it from there, Matthew 15, verse number 19. says, For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things that defile a man. So, our heart is the issue, correct? So, from the heart, all wicked things come. We have the ability to, we, we, we can choose not to sin, but we do it anyway. So, I imagine, you know, when, as Pastor Boo was giving us this test, and I'm thinking, after about an hour, I put my hand down, like, I don't know if I can go a whole hour without sinning. But it really got me thinking, um, well, I, I serve in ministries, right? Um, I, I serve on the van route. I did, I did the van route for like six, five years almost. Um, I go out to the bounce houses on VBS and work in them every single day for VBS in 100 degree heat for hours dealing with the little children. My heart is definitely right with God, correct? So then why do I sin? If my heart is fixed on God, then why do I sin? Well, I mean, you can go to church every Sunday morning and every Sunday night, right? You can, you can go to Wednesday night services. You can go to the prayer meeting. That doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that your heart is set on God. Up at camp, we, uh, we, we learned about Ruth and Naomi and, um, oh, what's her name? Ruth, Naomi, and Orpah, or that's her name. I always forget her because like, she isn't talked about after a certain part of the story. So Ruth, Naomi, and Orpah, they're living in Moab, and Naomi says, I'm going back to Bethlehem because they got food over there. And Ruth says, okay, I'll go. And Obed says, yeah, or Orba says, yeah, me too. So they all go with her. And um, right at like the halfway point, Naomi's like, you don't have to go. You know, you, you can go back to Moab, go back with your families. And Ruth says, no, no, I'm going to go with you. And Orba says, I'll go back. And what, what he was talking about there was Orpa obviously went to go to Bethlehem, right? So she was on her way to do what God wanted her to do, correct? But then halfway through, she said, no, I'll go back. In the end, she did what she wanted to do. So just because our heart is fixed on God does not mean that, it doesn't mean that we're always, I'm losing how to word it. Basically, we'll do right, and then we'll get distracted by sin, and we'll, and we'll turn back to Moab, Correct? I am too guilty of that, way too often. I, you know, I, like I said, I start on a van route, and uh, I've been able to preach in this pulpit twice on Wednesday night services. Um, I remember when we used to do a senior care ministry before COVID, I would go and I would, I would teach there. But even after that, you know, after going to church, or you know, after serving in a ministry or going to visitation, I would say, yeah, I, I served God but then I continue to sin. And it reminds me of, um, you know, like um, whenever Jesus, after Jesus died and he resurrected and the disciples are on the sea, they're fishing and Jesus comes up on the shore and he says, hey, you know, cast your net on the other side. Like, okay. And then a whole bunch of fish come up. It's Jesus. And they're, they're talking with Jesus and it's a very, you know, we, we all know, most of us know the passage where Jesus is talking to Peter and Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, well, yeah, Lord, I love you. Just feed my sheep. 
do you love me? Yes, I love you, Jesus. Then go feed my sheep. Do you love me? Yes, I love you. Then go feed my sheep. The reason that I would serve God, but then I'd go and sin, I pictured in my own mind Jesus asking me, Keegan, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Then why do you sin? Because sin obviously severs our connection with God, correct? Now, how deep the Father's love for us that he sent his son so that, to be crucified so that I could be forgiven of my sins. And I'm always forgiven of my sins. Amen? Amen. But I still sin. And I still lose that connection with God. And easily I can reconnect by saying, God, I'm sorry, please forgive me. And boom, it's there. So Jesus says, Keegan, do you love me? So yes, I love you. I, I, I do all these, these things in the church. Well, then, then why do you sin? And after hearing that Pastor Laboud telling us, well, you can't go more than an hour without sinning. Now, it sounds like super, like you think in your mind, like, oh, yeah, I could go an hour without sinning, right? That's, it's not a long time, is it, Zayden? An hour? No. But then whenever you're doing it, it's a whole lot harder. Because, <laughs> like, let's say you have an issue with gluttony, and then, like, after church, they got this whole buffet, like, almost like a buffet almost, man, like, or, you know, maybe I stub my toe and I just really want to say something that isn't holy. Or that one coworker gets on my nerves. It's easy to say, but it's hard to do. But it's just a reflection of what we really want. It's, it's you know, I go to church and I serve and I, I, go, I sit in services and I hear about faith and, and then I go home and I turn on the TV to whatever program I want and whatever I'm watching. And it does, I, don't, I don't care if it's ungodly or not pleasing to the Lord. I don't care if it has uh, suggestive themes in it. I don't care if it's this or that. Or maybe I don't read my Bible. Now, the Bible doesn't say to, not, or the Bible doesn't say to read your Bible. But it heavily encourages you to. Mm-hmm. Heavily. Because that's how we hear from God. So... If I'm reading the Bible daily, I'm more equipped to resist sin. Because, you know, a daily walk with God. But I know that's an issue I have. I have an issue with reading my Bible. I don't do it every day. I'm just going to admit my faults. You know, I'd be a whole lot better at not sinning if I read my Bible every day. I'd be a whole lot better at sinning if I had my whole heart fixed on God. This is a very short lesson and I'm going to excuse it by saying there's food back there. Here's the application. It's a three three part application so we still got some time. What do you want more? I want you to think about that for a minute. What do you want more in life? Average life is like 70 years. Some of y'all are almost there. I'm kidding. It's a joke. My dad, he's halfway there. He's so what do you want to do with your life, you know? What do you want more from life? Do you want to live for God and one day whenever you get to heaven, God says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Or do you want to sin and, yeah, go to church, but most of the time you're sinning and you're doing what you want. And whenever you get to heaven, God says, good job. What would you rather want to hear? Well done, well done right? 
no one's okay with just a meh. I know I want to hear a good job, Keegan. Wow, you did amazing. I know it's not what I deserve, but it's what I want to hear. Amen. So what do you want more, God or sin? Number two, if you want your heart set on God, then just stop sinning. Just do it. You know, like, just commit to it. Come on. I'm sorry, I'm getting more relaxed with my, my speech. I need to get more serious. If I want my heart to be fixed on God, then whenever I'm tempted with something, what am I going to do? Zayden, what am I going to do? Resist. I'm going to resist. I'm going to resist the sin. If I am, you know, it's a Saturday morning and I'm sitting in my bed and mom's cleaning the house and I have nothing else better to do but my Bible's sitting right there beside my bed, I should probably read it, you know, strengthen myself because I got a whole day ahead of me. Or whenever I'm working at Subway and I work with my coworkers and I work with people, I need to equip myself to go out into the world and, and keep my, my testimony up. Amen. To keep, um, so that you know, people can say, hey, that guy, he lives differently. Instead of, hey, that guy's just like us. Yeah. And maybe you're thinking, oh, well, I would stop sinning, but oh man, there's this one gossip. I can't stop. Oh man, there's this one oh, road rage. I can't stop that. Yeah, you can. I mean, Ephesians 3.16, we just read it. Strengthened by his spirit in the inner man. You have the ability to. You just don't want to. So let's go to uh, James chapter 4, verse 8. I have it over here. James chapter 4, verse 8 says, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. The issues were double-minded. I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I'm that way a lot sometimes. My church, you know, I go to church, I have like a church personality. But then whenever I go home or I go and I'm, I work, it's, it's, it's different, you know? Surely you all understand the, the, the double-mindedness that there can be. And then in John chapter 8, verse 11, the, uh, a woman was brought to Jesus, a woman being accused of adultery. She was caught in the very act. And they brought, him, they brought her to Jesus to try and trick him because the law said that if you were caught in adultery, you'd be stoned. But Jesus is like a merciful guy. So they're like, all right, we'll get him here. We'll get him. Because if he says to follow the law, then he just killed a woman you know, or condemn her to death. But, you know, if he says, don't follow the law, then he's disobeying the law. We got him. And in that, that chapter, as they're telling him this, Jesus, he stoops down and he starts writing in the sand. Now, the Bible doesn't say what, we, what he wrote in the sand, but it does say that they all started leaving. Maybe they got bored, or maybe God started writing down some sins. Or Jesus, sorry. Maybe Jesus started writing down some sins and they got convicted. Excuse me. Lunch is coming up. Verse 7 says, So when they continued asking him, oh, yeah, when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And they all started to walk away. So then, verse 10, Jesus lifted up and saw none but the woman and said to her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. 
go and sin no more. Amen. That's, the, that's the main part I want to look at is the go and sin no more part. He says, purify your hearts, you double-minded. And here he says, go and sin no more. There's a whole Ten Commandments with a whole bunch of things that we shouldn't do. But ultimately, it's down to what we want to do. Yeah. Right? So here's the challenge that you can start right now. Just give up sinning. Now, that sounds, it sounds really simple. But it's, it's, at least for me, it's not. Because I rather enjoy sinning. Now that, don't do it! <laughs> Sin hath its pleasure for a season. And I guarantee you, Sin will take you farther than you want to go. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay, and it has a price you don't want to pay. And as catchy as that phrase is, it's very true. Sin will take you too far. I know Christians, people that have gone to church every week, I don't even know where they are now because they fell into sin. And they fell hard. I, know, I don't know where I would be if... I didn't get myself out of that pit of sin. And I know there's, there's dozens of testimonies that we could sit here and give about people that, that came out of sin or people that fell into sin and, and still are not out of it. So that's the challenge, to give up sinning. Start with 10 minutes. Just like we said before, 10 minutes. Without, most of y'all raise your hands for 10 minutes. 10 minutes without sinning. Well, I mean, if we did 10 minutes, we might as well double it and go to 20, right? We can do 20 minutes, right? 20 minutes. Let's just round it off at 30. Come on, we can go for 30 minutes. Half an hour. Half an hour without sinning. You're sitting at your home. You know, you're not really out in the world, so it's, you're not, you know, it's not really in temptation. I mean, there's temptation at your house. So 30 minutes, let's double it. Let's go to an hour. We can do an hour without sinning, right? Come on, right? We can, thir- an hour. At least one person is confident. <laughs> Let's double it. How about from an hour to two hours? We can do two hours without sitting, right? It's good. Oh, but man, I sinned. I, um, my favorite TV show came on, and I know it's not God honoring, and I know it says some things or has suggestive scenes, whatever. I know it's not biblical, but I watched it anyway, and I sinned. Or. Man, I gossiped again. Or I stubbed my toe and I said something I shouldn't have said. Then get back up and try again. Hey, you know, let's just try and beat two hours. We can we can beat that next time, right? Two hours. We can go to three hours next time, right? Come on, let's have some faith in yourselves. Faith. We're we're learning about faith, right? Sorry, I'm taking stuff out of context. So if you mess up, just get back up and try it again. Spend time growing closer to God because I guarantee you when you're reading your Bible, you're less, tempt- or you're less troubled with sin. Amen. And whenever you're in church, you're less troubled with sin. Amen. Whenever you're praying, whenever you're spending time with your, your brothers in Christ. So how about you do the things where it's easier to not sin? Start with that. Grow your relationship with God. Amen. Because I know that whenever I was sinning, my relationship wasn't the best with God. And even whenever I do sin now, it's that relationship is severed. Whenever I don't read my Bible, I'm not having a daily walk with Him. Or whenever I'm thinking about things I shouldn't think about, like Philippians 4.8, which I hear this verse a lot. 
How's it start, mother? <laughs> See, I lost it. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virgin, there be any praise, think on these things. I had to count it all out. So if I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about something I shouldn't be thinking about, and that verse pops in my head, is it just, is it honest, is it true, is it of a good report? Or another way to think about it, would I be doing it with my pastor? Would I be watching a TV show with my pastor, right? Would, if God was sitting right here with me, which he is always, would I be, would I say something bad if I stubbed my toe? You know? So grow closer to God. Stop sinning. It'll be difficult. I know it'll be difficult because... It just is. But I promise you, you won't regret it. Because one day, whenever you get to heaven and God says, wow, good job. You, you, man, you were going bad there for a little bit, but you turned it around. Hey, look at you. <laughs> or maybe, you know, it, it can open up doors yes. to coworkers or to, to students if you're a teacher. Whenever they see how you act different, and I know there have been times where, you know, even me as an a person, upperclassman in the youth room, whenever I have a good testimony, people come to me and say, hey, can you, can you pray about this? Amen. I, I, I'm having issues with this. Or um, it's things like that. It's not necessarily I have to stop sinning to have a relationship with God, which, yes. But whenever you stop sinning, you grow a testimony and you can reach people. So then that's jewels and gold and silver and precious stone at heaven. But ultimately, it comes down to what you want more. Good. Do you want your heart set on God? Or, do you, or are you double-minded and you, you're kind of looking both ways? So that's the challenge. Try and just go as far as you can without sinning. And then if you, you break it, start again. Try and go further. I guarantee you, you won't regret it. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you all for listening. You've been very good. Let's pray, and we will end the service. Dear God, I want to pray that you'd, um, you'd be with the congregation tonight. Um, I thank you for being with me. I know I kind of got off track.